0: Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling all detectives I was given a table at which a woman had fainted a few minutes earlier And found squalled in lipstick a strange message That is the situation on this page from my casebook The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective When you're a private detective like me, Jerry Browning You know that the tiniest crumb of information can contain a lot of food for thought. The kind of food I wanted when I walked down Leighton Street was roast beef, rare. So, when I passed Smithson's Grill, I walked in and found myself in a scene of confusion. The head waiter was carrying the body of a woman who hung limply in his arms. At that moment, the proprietor came dashing over. Nothing to worry about. A lady just fainted. Turn up the air conditioning higher, Please the head waiter and the proprietor took the woman outside. Another waiter grabbed me and propelled me to a table. Sit down, sir. Have this table clean for you in a second. And sat down. But I wasn't hungry anymore. The food already on the table had barely been touched. And there was a crumpled napkin soiled with lipstick before me. Obviously, this table had been the one occupied by the fainting lady. A waiter saw my expression, gave a signal, and a moment later, two busboys were sweeping the table clear. The waiter laid a fresh tablecloth at one end of the table, started unrolling it toward me. At the same time, a busboy picked up the last plate from the used cloth and revealed some letters and numbers scrawled on the cloth in lipstick. I stared at the markings. I was looking at my own telephone number. A waiter gave me the same table at which a woman had fainted, and on the tablecloth in lipstick, I found scrawled my telephone number. I grabbed the head waiter. What was that woman's name and where was she taken? Uh, uh, Miss Margot Welsh and uh, we took her to the doctor across the street. Please, sir, you're hurting my arm. At the office of Dr. Henry Drake, they gave Miss Welsh emergency treatment for poisoning. She was taken to Wentworth Hospital just a few minutes ago. Uh, What is your interest in the matter, Mr. Browning? I don't know yet. I found a message intended for me. I'll know more about it after I talk to Miss Welch at the hospital. Dr. Drake shook his head. Uh, I doubt that. She has a bad case of shock, loss of speech. May take weeks to recover. Margot Welch looked like an enormous doll in that hospital bed. She stared wildly at me, then at the hospital attendant. I leaned over her. I'm Jerry Browning, Miss Welch. If you want my help, blink your eyes twice. Her eyelids fluttered shut, opened, shut, opened again. I turned to the attendant. You saw that? This woman is now my client, and I am authorized to act for her. I want a 24-hour nurse on duty, and I will send a registered operative down here as a guard to ensure Miss Welch's personal safety. I turned back to the woman. I must ask you some questions, Miss Welsh. If the answer is yes, close your eyes. If it's no, keep them open. Do you understand? Her eyes closed. Okay, I'll make it as brief as possible. Well, I've been in on some tough questioning sessions, but this was the worst of them all. I got permission to examine her purse, learned that she was a designer of exclusive costume jewelry. Then, are you afraid of somebody? Answer, yes. Do you know who it is? Answer, no. Have you received threatening letters? Yes. Do you have the letters? No. What happened to them? A question withdrawn. Did you destroy the letters? No. Did you give them away? Yes. Do you have a business associate? Yes. Does she have the letters? Wild fluttering of eyes, question rephrased. Does he have the letters? Yes. I got up. You go to sleep, Miss Welch. I'll stay outside until your guard arrives. You have absolutely nothing more to worry about. Out in the corridor, I mopped my brow and wished I felt as self-assured as I'd sounded. I phoned Jack Marbridge, an unassuming little operator who'd slap a tiger on the teeth if it happened to be in the line of duty. I explained the assignment, waited until he arrived, then... The showroom and shop of Margot Creations was a swank salon in the Palmerston building. As I entered, a distinguished looking gray at the Temples man came forward to meet me. Yes? What can I do for you, sir? You can talk to me. Are you Miss Welch's business associate? Yes, I'm Gregory Morgan. Is something the matter? Yeah. Your partner is dying at Wentworth Hospital. Somebody tried to poison her. Let's have those threatening letters she was sent. Morgan looked embarrassed. Why, the fact is, I didn't take them seriously, and I'm afraid you threw them away. Very, very smart. Okay, tell me this. Why should anybody threaten Miss Welsh? Who are our enemies? Morgan hesitated. I know of no enemies, but a very strange thing did happen recently. Margot designed a pair of bracelets, heavy Renaissance stuff of which he's noted. They were a matched pair, but one had a tiny concealed compartment for a picture or a charm, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I told her the compartment would be ideal for carrying poison, like the Borgias did. Mr. Morgan, skip the build-up and get to the point, if any. Morgan looked pained. The bracelets were purchased by Martingale's most exclusive shop. Meanwhile, Margot kept getting those letters, which depressed her terribly. This morning, one of the bracelets came back, a faulty clasp. And when we examined the bracelet, it was the one with the concealed compartment. And what do you suppose was in the compartment? I've never been so outraged in my life. I grabbed Morgan by the coat. What was in there was baloney like the rest of your story. I picked up the unconscious Morgan, slapped him out of slumberland, took him down to my car and downtown to Smithson's Grill, where Miss Welch had been poisoned. I want every waiter in the place to take a good look at this character and tell me whether he remembers seeing the guy here about the same time as Welch got sick. Why, sure. He was across the room, and when he saw the dame, he got up and talked to him for a couple of minutes, then went on out. That's what I thought. And he dropped some poison, probably into a water glass. Come on, you amateur Borgia. Let's go to headquarters. Well, we had another questioning session. This time with Mr. Morgan. And he finally confessed that he'd tried to frighten Margot Welch into selling out. And when that didn't work, tried to poison her. His big mistake was to assume that Margot was really dying. And to hint that she'd tried to commit suicide with some poison she'd found in a bracelet. That was the point at which I slugged him. Like I said, you don't have to be smart to realize that a woman who's trying to kill herself won't merely leave a detective's telephone number scrawled on a tablecloth. The female of the species is never that quiet.